Hello everyone. Welcome to Kingdom Family Talk by Leif Hetland. And I have the honor just to take some time and uh, some moments. Uh, I've had some of the people around me that have kind of taken me back into some of the memory stones and just uh, fallen in love by falling in love again with the Word of God and life messages that brought such a transformation to my life. And, and some of these messages goes 25 years or 20 years back in time. And I just feel like that some of those old wells that has been in you that is to redig some of those old wells that there is a freshness, there is a newness uh, that, that God wants to do. And I wanted just to share that with our family because when I feel that I'm developing a new special sauce, then it is very important for me to be able to share with the rest of the family so that you also can taste with me, taste and see how good Papa God is. Uh, so, but we're taking the time now. It's more me as a Bible teacher, apostolic Bible teacher today, and just sharing heart, sharing the Word of God, and for you to get some gold nuggets uh, that can be part of the transformation that you have been looking and longing for. So, open up to 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. And uh, this story, as I'm saying, it's been a little over 20 years since the first time that something, I was just in a situation where my miracle needed a miracle. Uh, you've come into a situation where you have prophetic words and you have encounters and you have breakthroughs and everything else. And you're seeing the very miracle that God spoke is being fulfilled. But then suddenly something seems to happen when that miracle, the miracle needs a miracle. And for some people it is maybe, oh, okay, I've been believing God for a child. And then in the next moment, that child uh, that was a promise, all the prophetic words over that child was maybe even supernatural, how you got that child. And then time goes along and something starts to happen. And, and that child, it seems like it is turning away from the Lord and is ending up as a promise, uh, excuse me, as a prodigal son. And you're realizing that your miracle needs it's a miracle. Some of you was just you had a seed and and you received a prophetic word and it was about that business and suddenly you see that turnaround anointed that turned that business around and and I know some of the stories of people that in the next moment God blessed that business and, and it was doing tremendous and it was a miracle. It's a miracle business the way God did it, including somebody I just talked to the other day uh, that. That miracle business. And then in the next moment, somebody that was working there, there was a betrayal financially speaking, a lawsuit that came in. And before you know it, that miracle that God gave needs a miracle. And there's different circumstances in our life when our miracle needs a miracle. So let's uh, look at that today. So this was a time, a moment in my life in 1999. It was actually in December when Global Mission Awareness was founded. So it was during that time period that my miracle needed a miracle. The very reason I came to America, the very reason I came was a miracle and what I got to be part of. But now it looked like there was a funeral of my dream and my miracle needed a miracle. The very dreams that God had spoken over my life, it seems to be buried and I realize my miracle needs a miracle. And this these verses became practically tools that fueled my spirit and brought hope. It is this hope defer makes your heart sick. But when you start to desire again and dream again, it is the tree of life. A certain woman, 2 Kings 4.1. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elijah saying, 
your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. And the creditors is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? And then he says, tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into these vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, shut the doors behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her and poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, Go and sell the oil and pay your debt. And you and your sons live on the rest. I love this story for many different reasons. But let me kind of just summarize the scripture verses. Here is this lady. Have had some promises in life. And now in the next moment, her husband is dead. I mean, she is in the middle of a very dark season. It's not just that her husband is dead, but he was probably the primary provider because what we are seeing here, and he probably owed somebody some money. How do we know? The scripture says that now they are coming to take her sons as slaves. And the reason they're going to be taken as slaves is to pay the debt that she owes. So first she goes through the mourning of the loss of her husband, mourning of loss of provision, protection, everything that she has. But now it seems like she needed even a greater miracle because at this moment she finds out they're going to come and take my children away, my sons away, and they're going to take them as slaves. And that kind of sets the situation for this miracle that needs a miracle. So in the middle of it, this lady, she comes to the prophet because here is one of the biggest key. When you do not know what to do, you need to know where to go. Let me say that one more time. When you do not know what to do, you need to know where to go. Somehow this lady, when she was facing her giant or her Goliath, or she was facing the impossible. She was facing, and her heart was totally broken. But everything seems that... it was gone. Somebody have told her a story. Hey, if you're just getting around a prophetic, if you're just getting around this Elijah, we know that, uh, that if you need a miracle, this man is a miracle worker. This man has an anointing that can break the yoke. One word from God can change everything in your circumstances. And what the prophet represented was the very word of God. He was a mouthpiece from God. So in the middle of your circumstances, there are some resurrection words that can be spoken in. I do not know, but I believe that somebody around her, when she was in her situation or in her desperation, perhaps started to tell some story. Oh, do you remember Elijah and how he confronted? I mean, this guy, he was confronting the kingdom of darkness, brought fire from heaven, confronted the false prophet of Baal. And do you remember the story of that miracle? Yeah, 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 I remember that. What does that have to do with me? Hey, there is a guy named Elijah. 
He's actually a spiritual son. And I want you to know the story that Elijah actually gave him his mantle. It's not just that he has, but I want you to know Elijah did 14 great miracles. But you know, Elijah, his son, this guy, 28 great miracles. So you need a miracle right now. So when you don't know what to do, I will encourage you. See if you can pursue and if you can find this Elijah. And with hope and expectation, she's coming in. I need a word from God. I need a miracle from God. Because when your miracle needs a miracle, when you do not know what to do, you need to know where to go. And then I, I think this is one of my favorite part because Elijah, when she comes and tells this story, he just stopped. What do you want me to do? I'm not saying he says it in that way, but I, I have been around a lot of prophets and some of them are maybe not heart prophets and some prophets that have been around, you do not get maybe all the emotion or feeling or coming in for the counseling and anything else. And I think that Elijah had some of those tendencies, similar like Elijah. I mean, it was like, what do you want me to do? I think he was kind. But it's still strange for me. She is looking for an answer. Instead, she gets a question. What do you want me to do? And pretty much what he's trying to help this woman. And I hope that all of us will do that in this setting. Even when people are coming to me in meetings and saying, I got stage four cancer. Just in Mississippi a couple of days ago. Hey, my son, I mean... And this one is dying of opiates addiction or somebody else. And people are coming to us in these meetings. And many times I think that also what we need to do is to help people to know who is the source behind. If you need a miracle, we need to know that. I don't want you to look at me to think I can do it. I want you to know something that I maybe have a word from God, but it is the word of God. It's not me. So you're coming to me, but I'm just a vessel like you are a vessel. So when you do not know what to do, you need to know where to go. But when you're coming to Elijah, do not seek an earthly Messiah. So when you're coming to that prophet, just know that prophet is a tool. He is not the one that decide the outcome. He may be the mailman, but God is the one that delivered the packages. He's the one that delivered the miracles. So this is also a very important principle in this season for we honor the men of God. We honor people that have gifts. We honor those people. But at the same time, we know where the source came from. We know that it is his power. His authority, His wisdom, it is His. And if not, to get a little His in it. So here is the next situation we see. And then he asked another question. What do you have in your house? And this is another important thing because many times we're looking outside to see where we can find an answer to our miracle. But sometimes there's something that God has already placed in our life. And I've seen this so, so many times that, uh, that the miracle was actually in my house. And as a result of that, part of the reason is that we are looking all over to find an answer to it. But actually, God has already placed within us, similar like the disciple. I like that story where they are seeing there's 5,000 men plus women and children. They are hungry. Uh, excuse me, but what do you have? We have nothing except. Yeah, I'm glad that you didn't stop there. We have nothing except this little boy with a little lunchbox. So don't focus on what you do not have. Focus on what you do have. And this is always a good reminder to me. So what he is helping her, first of all, I want you to know, yes, there is one that loves to do miracles. And I get to represent him. And he is a miracle worker. But sometimes the way he does miracles, he is already placed. There can be a word that he has placed. There can be small little things that you have. But small is the new big in the kingdom of God. So 
Be aware of the small little things that God has already placed. So that voice, listen to that voice of the Holy Spirit. What do you have in your house? And she says, I have nothing. I have nothing. I have nothing. And that's often the response that we think. I have nothing. But then it says, except for a jar of oil. Sometimes we try to focus on what we do not have instead of what we do have. If all you have is a jar of oil, he could do it, but he's going to recognize if you have a jar of oil, ah, or if you have some loaves and fishes, ah, or you have that one idea, wow, or you have that one song, wow, who do you feed? The multitudes, so that you have the 12 baskets left over for the miracle, because when your miracle needs a miracle, first of all, as I'm saying, when you do not know what to do, you need to know where to go. But then in the next moment, to be aware of who is going to be the source for this miracle. Because there's only one miracle worker. And there's only one that performed miracle. And uh, he is very, very good at it. And sometimes it comes in that he's already given you something to be able to solve the very giant that is in the front of you. There's something he has given there. And that could be, as I'm saying, just taking me back again to the memory stones of the very word that he has spoken over my life. The very seed that he planted in there, that seed is about to become a tree before it's about to be a forest. So you say, hey, what do you, what do you have in your house? I have nothing except for a jar of oil. Then he says, now I want you to go and borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full one. And so the Bible says, she went from him and shut the doors behind her and her son and who brought vessels to her and she poured it out. Now it came to pass when the vessels were full that she said to her son, bring me another vessel. And he says, there is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man, and he said, go and sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your son shall live on the rest. Let me again then take it back to this beautiful framework of this story. So here we have the setting. Now, she's found out actually, if you look around in her home, the shelves are empty, the refrigerator is empty, there is nothing else. I mean, she has nothing. She's probably pawned everything that there is, and still the giant debt that she owned. So the very thing that has been a promise in her life even her own sons, the miracle now needs a miracle. So in the next moment, she's about to lose the little that she has, her home, her sons. She's about to lose everything. And she's already about to lose hope after the loss of her husband. She suddenly now has come and found out, actually, as she's meeting the man of God, he's pointed to the source that is behind that. He's also helping her to see there's something that God has already placed in your life. And I want you to be aware of what that is. I've already placed something in you to be able to face the next challenge. So go back to the memory stone and see what it is. And she looks at all the things she does not have because the house is empty. But then she remembers, oh, I have that little jar of oil. And that's it. I have that little lunchbox. That's it. That little thing that God has given you can be the very key for the miracle that is going to be able to raise up and bring resurrection to your miracle. So when your miracle needs a miracle, sometimes also stop for a moment and see what God has given you. And sometimes, oh, there's that friend, or there's that word, or there's that little thing that was given to me, and now the miracle has started. 
And then he said, no, I want you to borrow empty vessels, going around into your neighborhood. And here's another key that I have seen many times when my miracle needs a miracle. What are some of the emptiness in somebody's life? And go and find some of those emptiness and take that little oil that you have, the little that you have, and starts to pour fresh oil. Because when you start to pour that into empty vessels, they start to get filled up. And then another empty vessel that gets filled up. So there is a beautiful thing here of a principle that when your miracle needs a miracle and you have a little bit oil, you have a little bit loaves and fishes, you start to minister to the multitudes. So she and her sons, they're going around. Hey, do you have an empty jar? Do you have an empty vessel? And she pours this little oil in and it gets full, it gets multiplied. It gets full, it gets multiplied. And this just continues to take place. And the miracle that needs a miracle is happening. She can see the very outpouring was through her hands. God could do it himself, but instead he is actually wanting to use instruments that knows how to fill the emptiness so other people can experience in their emptiness, their vessels being full. And this just continue and continue and continue until then she said, hey, let's, let's get another jar. Do you have not another one? And the son said, no, no, ma, uh, mom, uh, uh, it's gone. And the miracle stopped. And sometimes you will see that the miracle stops at the moment when we stop also pouring into the emptiness and the empty vessel. So there is oil, and this oil continues to flow. But the purpose many times of the anointing and the oil that God has given us is to continue to pour that in. So when you have a healing anointing, you're praying for healings, and more and more people are being healed. And these very thing that it just continues to flow more and more oil as you're using the little oil that he has given. And you do not need a whole lot of oil to be able to get your breakthrough because multiplication starts to take place when you're starting to focus and take your eyes away from yourself and you start to pour in to the empty vessels of the neighbor and friends and people that are around, people in needs around you. You pour in the oil into their lives. And then the beautiful picture is that they're coming in there and the prophet says, now I want you to be able to take that oil that you have, all the abundance that has come, and I want you just to pay off. You can pay off your debt. She, she pays off all of her creditor. She pays off all of her debt. But the Bible also says here, it says, go and sell the oil, pay off your debt, and you and your sons will live on the rest. Actually, this lady now can retire. But here's one or more ache that the story doesn't talk about. What if she had continued to pour? Sometimes also we stop when the miracle is over and we stop at that moment. And we're going to look at some other scripture verses. She, she, she filled the need there and she poured into the emptiness and she continued to do this miracle until eventually now she pays off her debt. She's becoming debt free God's way. And I love the supernatural provision. And there's even so much abundance left over that she and her sons can live on the rest. I do not know the end of this story, but I would say the aches of my heart is I think that some of us, we stopped there. But what if we can continue to pour even at that moment? So that is not just to meet my need and even my immediately need, but I am actually now stepping into something where I say, no, I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue to pour into empty vessels. I'm going to take this very abundance until the least, last and lost is going to be able to experiencing this oil. And I'm just wanted to bless you, even when you have a miracle and your miracle needs a miracle. As I'm saying, some of the basic principle, when you do not know what to do, it is time for you to know where to go. When you're pursuing that, I want you to know, even when God uses vessels,
vessels you come to meetings or conferences or perhaps listening to this podcast. I hope that all of us will always point to the one, the only one that can perform a miracle for you. We may be a people now that are as I saying, the mailman, and there is a package for you, and I'm about, I don't choose what you're going to get, but what I choose is, I choose to just deliver this to you, and what you do with it is up to you, but he is the one that is going to do that, and then my challenge to you is, what is it that God has placed in your life, and perhaps if you are an author, it could be a new book, if you're a musician, there's maybe a new sound, there's maybe a new business for you that are an entrepreneur. There's suddenly now, oh, there is that one person. I want you just to sit down there and start to see what is it that God has given you? What areas has he gifted you? Where is it that you have a little jar of oil? And I want you to consecrate that. Just bring that to Jesus so that it goes from natural to supernatural. That that oil, the basic giftings that you have, that basic sun, that it gets so soaked in the oil in the very presence. Whoa, because then it releases something in the environment that is favor with God and favor with men. And I'm just blessing you even at this moment as you're listening to this message and that you take those practical steps when your miracle needs a miracle. It is time to be able to see. Even in the middle of the breakdown, let this breakthrough come. And I ask also that there's going to be such a spirit of abundance like I can see this little boy heading home and Mama's like, hey, what has happened to you? And these 12 disciples are following this boy with huge basket. What are you doing with all those baskets? <laughs> Mama, I just gave this little lunchbox to Jesus. And I think everybody else forgot about a lunchbox. And now all those apostles here, they're coming to help me with the leftovers. And I can see that Mama, that would be one of those movies I would like to see in heaven. But it's also the story, your story. I look forward to see that story, that video when I get to heaven. To be able to see that when your miracle needs a miracle, that you're going to be able to be the very one that God is using to pour into the emptiness of somebody else, even in the middle of your lack. When you're being overwhelmed, whatever overwhelms you shapes you. And now you're going to be so overwhelmed by God. God's promises, God's provision, God's presence, that nothing else can overwhelm you and that you will take a moment to see what is it that he has given me and making a little list of that and starts to release that and then pour it in. What are some of those empty vessels around me that I can pour into and then bringing that back in together and then to be able to see the answer to your prayer, the miracle that takes care of your miracle in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>